whose side are these people on? Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's November 11, 2009. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 147. This is No Agenda. With the knowledge that it's always in the morning somewhere and coming to you from the very heart of Gitmo Nation, home to the Supreme Leader. From Chicago, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where night has fallen, even though it's in the morning someplace, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Vaughn Buzzkill. In the morning. And happy Poppy Day to you, John. Yeah, well, they have this thing going on in Canada, too. It is, uh, first of all, happy Veterans Day. You know, I come from a long line of uh, people who have served in uh, the military and uh, other forms of government service. So, um... Happy Veterans Day to y'all. Appreciate now, your really? service. So, why, so why'd you leave, why were the Mevio offices open then? Is it, uh, is it a day when... Well, it's not, a, it's not a government building yet. It's a government holiday. The post, postal guy wasn't working. The banks were closed. I had to go to the bank today. Click, click, <laughs> click. The bank was closed. You're such a bonehead. <laughs> hey, by the way, talking about that, so I'm watching the C-SPAN like we do for our, our, for our, our producers. For our, for our entire audience, yes. And uh, I'm watching C-SPAN, and they're, and they're discussing the, you know, the something or other, and it wasn't interesting. But they said, <laughs> for good reason, they said, C-SPAN. <laughs> this is this is like on on Tuesday of this week. They said the the Senate and the and the and the House of Representatives will be taking uh, the rest of the the day off on uh, at, at noon on Tuesday to celebrate tomorrow's holiday, and they'll be off for the whole week. You're shitting me. No. <laughs> they took the whole week off. So after, you know, basically, they worked Monday and a half day Tuesday, and then they're off. Ah, that's an outrage. So what are they running on C-SPAN now? Repeats? No, they're running, you know, yeah, not repeats, but, you know, really at vague committee meetings. There was one I was watching. I was saying, what am I watching this for? It was about the cemetery at Arlington and how they're going to finance it. Oh, oh. It's just terrible. So it was pretty interesting that one of our producers pointed out that uh, Veterans Day falls on Poppy Day. And, it, of course, it hit me you know, like a laser beam to the forehead. Like, oh, of course, Poppy Day, this is the way they celebrate Veterans Day in the United Kingdom. In fact, it is so um, such a national scale that you can even buy, they have these paper poppies, and everybody wears them, kids, old people, young people, and they don't even know why, obviously. They're just like, hey, give, give me one of them poppies. But how ironic, the irony is just outrageous that we are celebrating Poppy Day, the actual plant that we are guarding in Afghanistan for the harvest, which is any day now, once we get our 48,000 troops and can ship it all back stateside and get everybody high. How ironic. It's, it's one of those little gags they like to play. Now, <laughs> by exactly the way, it's exactly what awesome. it is. <laughs> they also have these poppies for sale up in Canada. I was just in Edmonton. And the uh, poppies are uh, just like for the Royal Mounted Police Fund or something. But they sell them everywhere. There's like a dollar and you get and you stick one right. on. Right. How come they didn't the, do that in the states? They thought it would be really too blatant if they did that in the states. Like, come on, man, we can't. They used do to that. have something like that, but I can't. When I was a kid, I remember there used to be something like that, but they, I, I just disappeared one day, and I don't remember when or how or much about it anymore. It's just, but they used to have something similar. By the way, we should introduce today's executive producers. Yes, who was our? Ex oh, yeah, that's right. We have more than one, correct? 
We have co-executive producers because of, of the amount they gave. Nice. Um, we got? Okay, well, the first one is William Arcand from Dracut, Massachusetts. And he uh, actually gave us two donations, which totaled $311.10. Holy crap. Thanks, David. William. Yeah, that's what, didn't I say William? <laughs> you said David, I think. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> William, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm taking two to the head myself. <laughs> so William is one of the executive producers, and he will be mentioned, and he can use it on his resume. And the other one is Nelson Kunkel from uh, Edwards, Colorado, who gave us $250. Wow. And I felt that they should be co-executive producers, and that's where they're going to show up as two names uh, on the website. And, uh, as, again, like they can put it on their resume, they, they finance today's show. Finance uh, in its entirety, pretty much, and we highly appreciate it. John, would you please put those two names on the Skype for me so I can put them in the show notes at noagendashow.com? Yeah. Because, uh, because of course, you have to put it on your resume. You don't have to, but I think it would behoove it you would to put be cool. this. Yeah, you cool. put it on your resume. Hey, I produced or in um, – uh, what's the second donor's name? I'm spacing today. Man, Nelson Kunkel. Nelson, right. So William William can put on his um, on his CV, I was producer of No Agenda, episode 147, and uh, – and of course, uh, then there's co-producer credit, which is that's as good as producer credit, and it looks good on the resume. You know, in fact, I think co-producer credit looks even maybe a little bit cooler, because you know it means you didn't have to do all the work; you just put the money in. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither one of them did that much work. He said, "Well, you had to go to the site." I got some woman in Russia who can't get on my divark.org uh, slash na, so I'm gonna have to put the link someplace else. Even though I, ha- I got it, we got a donation, believe it or not. We'll talk about it later. Oh, you, from, from Russia. Russia. Cool. But this woman is also from Russia, but she's from a different part of Russia where they obviously have my uh, my web address blocked. And this is being happening all over the world, by the way. The uh, the internet is hardly what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's happening. The scam. I uh, before before we get into it, I uh, two things I wanted to mention. Uh, one is some feedback from uh, one of our uh, producers. Uh, hey there, Adam. Just wanted to drop you a line or two. First of all, love the show. Love what you're doing. Tell uh, I'm I try telling I try telling my friends friends and family about some of the stuff you discuss. And they look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. The Lisbon Treaty, for example. Swine flu, another example. I'm even writing a paper in one of my classes based around our shared views of the swine flu conspiracy. However, I'm a starving college student. My only sustenance being rice cakes and peanut butter and the shitty food they provide for us at the cafeteria, which actually has laxatives in it. Mouthwatering, isn't it? <laughs> I guess that's for another show. I would love to donate, just don't have the means. I'm sorry. Hope this email's encouragement will help you morally. Keep up the good work, and I'm sure to donate as soon as I have the funds. Another thing, about a week ago, I heard John say his son was in favor of the RFID chip implants, and that quote, "Everyone our age is." Hell no. I will never get one, nor allow any of my family members to get one. It's the most perverted and egregious breach of civil liberties conceivable. The day the government makes implanted chips mandatory is the day I move into the woods of Washington State in a secluded cabin, Ted Kaczynski style, minus all the bombings and stuff. So I uh, just wanted uh, Teddy Edwards to get a, sh- a shout out there, uh, John, and just so you know that they're not all like uh, your communist son. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Who is doing a fine job at Nevio, by the way? Yeah, he seems to be into the uh, the you know they for. <laughs> 
My son's an intern there, and it, uh, just for people who want a little background, he, uh, you know, I, they said, well, he said, can you get me an internship? And I said, I probably. And at first, when I at first thought, I'm thinking, you know, and we wow. pay our interns, by the way. Yeah, and they pay well for interns for sure. But any, and they usually end up hiring, which I think is even more oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But anyway, the, so I first immediately walked him over to the production side of things, saying, "Well, you know, he probably wants to learn how to use the TriCaster, and he wants to produce shows, and he wants to do this and that." And and it was like, and I was talking to Nick about, "Well, I can probably get him a spot." And I'm, then I it dawned on me, I said, "What is he? What do I want to put a kid in some?" No offense to you, techies, t- technicians out there. What really amounts to a, a dead end. A, a dead Dead-end job. job. <laughs> no future. <laughs> no future. And this kid you went know, to college, right? He, he, he Didn't he graduate summa cum laude something yeah, he, or other? Yeah, he graduated summa cum something. But anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> Sooner so, come now. <laughs> so I said, uh, I thought, that, I said, wait a minute, what about Moody? And he, because, because the real future for, and this is a recommendation for people out there who want to, you know, want to think about what they want to do in the future. SEO, you know, software engine optimization. I mean, <laughs> Once that's you know, on your bio, you search, can get a job anywhere. Search engine optimization. Yeah, search engine search optimization. Engine. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the gig you want right now. That's the big one. Yeah, that's and it's like and it's like a black art. Uh, nobody, you know, everybody does it different. It's just a, and it's like it's much in demand, and uh, you know, only a few people are doing it. And there's a and lot. It's of It's not hard. Up. It's not hard if you know how a search engine works and you you keep up with some of the forums. You can figure it out. It's not hard at all. No, it's not hard, but it's but it's a moving target. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a, it's a it, that's what's beautiful about it. It's kind of an art, you know. And and what value do you put on art? It's what a crazy person will pay for it. Anyway, so when I thought I said, "This is what am I thinking?" You know, put him in. <laughs> Stop <laughs> doing no, shows. No, no. Uh, <laughs> be a gaffer. <laughs> best boy. Hey, we best should have boy. we should have a, we should have a best boy on our show. We need a best boy. Yeah, we need a best boy. So we who, need a gaffer too. This four of got too many definitely, I need a gaffer, and I need a fluffer. I I need a. Well, fluffer. you need a fluffer. Yeah, that's uh, one, for sure. One other um, interesting piece of feedback from uh, Rick DeHart. I'm sure a uh, Deckard. I'm sorry, Rick Deckard from I'm sure the Netherlands. Um, and he caught up on. Uh, I think it was. I think it was actually last week. We've talked about this before. How your brain cannot process the word. Not. It can't process a negative. So instead of saying, don't forget to bring the milk, to buy the milk, uh, you will, of course, forget it because your brain processes forget to buy the milk. So you need to say, remember to buy the milk. And he said, wow, that's really interesting. When you look at the Ten Commandments, <laughs> thou, sh- <laughs> thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. That's a fun, and no one's ever mentioned that before. Thou that's shalt really- not Steal. I mean, that's like it's like awesome. Hey. It's, this is like the code to make us do all this nasty shit. And it's, like they say, only sinners go to church. Bada bing. I, I I wish. So I had talking a, about sinners, I want to just bring up something that just is a subtopic that because I was just before we started the show, I was watching. I was forcing myself to watch Hannity. Uh, and uh, why do you do that? I mean, C-SPAN is rough enough. 
Uh, Hannity's well because I, I you get because I you know we every week we talk about this about the two different the lefties and the righties or they have their little issue that they have that week to keep people distracted mm-hmm. and this week the, oh, the well, lefties it's, it's, is it still Fort the Fort Hood uh, massacre yeah 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 but oh, now yeah. the the right the righties have got the Fort Hood thing but it's like he all the signs are, he was a Muslim crazy man oh, nobody dude ever, this all is ignored. exactly what we predicted the president started it with his soft like. Ooh, defending the country, blah, blah, and now it's all this Muslim shit, and it's going to be right in time for the um, for the Patriot Act to be signed again when they get back from vacation. Well, I got a couple of clips that kind of show you the way on some of this stuff. Now, the but anyway, the lefties are all concerned about the blue dog Democrats and how they didn't vote for health care as if it didn't pass, and uh, they're kind of all upset about that. Well, so it's interesting to watch these two sides, but... But yes. the, the thing that caught my attention was Hannity's uh, going on and kind of, kind of uh, dismissing as crazy and stupid, and all these other things uh, regarding the AMA, who came out saying that, hey, this marijuana stuff, maybe we should rethink it. Maybe it is something that could be good in the medicinal uh, setting, and blah blah blah. And it, it just as soon as I saw that, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. Again, are these are these supposed to be conservatives that you know want government out of your life and want personal responsibility, but are really for all these drug laws? I mean, it, I, I, I'm not quite getting the connection between saying that you want personal responsibility and saying you want government out of our lives, but do but but acting. As though there there is no personal responsibility, thus we need all these drug laws, and B, we want the government to have the DEA and all the rest of it, and the war on drugs and all this other stuff. What am I missing here? Well, <laughs> because it's all the same. It's all the same people running it. You know, we call them Democrats, but <laughs> they're running all parts of the media. It's just a big game. It's just to keep you occupied. And in fact, you fell into the trap. You you like ah oh, must watch Hannity. Ah uh, need to switch <laughs> to Fox. It's two five zero on uh, on the Dish Network. I I know. Oh no, two zero five. I think. What is it? Two, I don't know what. Two five zero. I mean, it's horrible. I know the number. It's because yeah. must watch Hannity. Well, I work from two fifteen, which or two eleven is what I work from. I, I always hit two eleven, and that takes me to C span. And, and then you have and then I can scroll down and I start going through the you know all the crazy stuff. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. We, we are so pathetic. However, pathetic or not, we do have a formula. Our formula is this: we go out, we hit people in the mouth. And I got to say, John, it's a formula that is effective, and. Uh, and I feel like hitting a few people in the mouth today. Well, you're in Chicago. It, well, that must bring out the worst in me. How is Chicago, by the way? I haven't been there for a year. Uh, as we say, it's colder than a witch's tit. Is it cold? Oh, it was freezing when I arrived. Actual ice huh. on the cars. Yeah, it's very cold. Very, huh. very cold. But there's business to be done that warms my heart, Johnny boy. So... Um did you, did you go out to dinner, have some good time? There's a lot of good restaurants. And Chicago has actually become a very much of a, of a mecca for foodies. Um, I can, let me think. Well, last night, no. Uh, I basically had uh, – I bought five extra inches on my United flight. I'm sorry? <laughs> yeah. It's actually – it's billed as get about an extra five extra inches for $49. Oh, that's that, that stupid uh, couple rows they have with an extra five inches. It's well it's- worth it. I tell you, it is well worth it. 
the extra five inches. Uh, so I had the uh, classic box. <laughs> it's like, could you poison me anymore? I mean, I'm already in. It's just a bunch of starches and salt. It's not even. It's it's not. It, it can't even be qualified as food. It's a box with like chemicals, and you know, I'm like, hey, might as well Why'd have a ginger ale with it. Well, there's nothing else. There's nothing else to eat. And you have tomato juice. That tends to fill you up, and you can get to the to yeah, the flight. Yeah, but, but I, I got alive. In, I got into the hotel at one thirty. You know, I'm going to have room, wait for room service until two, and then and be stop eating at the bar. The bars are open till two. Uh, so I'm at the uh, bleep hotel. That's one of these uh, boutique hotels, and uh, it's a cool hotel, by the way. And uh, yeah, well, thanks for telling us what it is. The Saks Hotel. Never heard Which of it. is right next to the House of Blues, and so it's a you know it's an old building that they redid. It's it's now a um, uh, a boutique hotel, and, and so you walk in at one thirty in the morning, and the lounge is the bar is open, and so you know you're, you're checking in. It's like there's no one in the bar, but there's Can a you DJ do that again. That's enough. I was just kidding. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and there's a DJ playing. There's no one there. Not a single <laughs> no solitary soul. If there were some chicks, I would have gone in. And there was nothing. Uh, so I had uh, breakfast and a burger. Yeah, for well, lunch. those things are passe. And, and, I, and I had macadamia nuts when I got back. To, I haven't even had had dinner yet. And here it is. It's uh, it's four nine oh four in Chicago. Doing the show. Yeah. Doing it early. The way we like to roll. Yeah, we, we don't like well, to go late. Done. Yeah, getting it done. But if we have to do it at a different time, we prefer to do it early. That way, people who are expecting the stream uh, in the morning they can at least listen to the show in the morning, even though it's not. Yeah, live. well, the show it's just also in the morning somewhere. So uh, let's go to some clips since we're kind of stalling here on I don't know what. Well, I just wanted to talk some shit. I mean, I got plenty. Of, don't let's not forget. Um, let's remember <laughs> to talk about V. But we can do that oh, after your clips. V. We can do that after That's your right. clips. That's right. I made you a dub of V yes. so you could watch it. By the way, when you when you make me a dub, would you mind just burning it as a real DVD and not like an AVI on a DVD disc? My son did it. Oh. Well, that sucked. And we tried doing it the other way. We tried burning it as a DVD. Yeah. Because we had the AVI, and it would turned out that it was it wasn't working right on a Mac or something. He's a Mac user, you know. He's Mac. Well, so Mickey and I wound up sitting on the couch with a chair in front of the couch with the laptop, you know, like leaning over, <laughs> watching the whole show. It's not very cool, especially when you have a a huge flat screen. Oh, you, with you, you know, it played on my sound. DVD fine. This is the uh, the setup that you you recommended I buy, so. I didn't have anything to do with what DVD you you uh, purchased. DVD yeah, player. Yes, you do because it was built into the uh, the sound bar that you thought was cool. Oh, well, that was a blunder then. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a DVD writer on my TV set, and I recommend DVD that to everybody because writer. because the thing is, is that often you want a clip or you want something, you need a uh, you know you want to record a show or your or your DVRs filled. And you just, or you want to make a, something for a, for a friend and say, "Hey, did you see the show?" And and a, and a DVD writer is great. And the DVD writer also seems to like a lot more formats, which is probably why yeah. I played an yeah, AVI native, and yours doesn't. Oh, by the way, before we get started with the clips, I have some very sad news, John. And and, yeah. and yeah, I'm not joking around. 
Um, so we have our uh, our two pigeons, Fred and Ginger, who uh, who have uh, who of course laid eggs, or as John would say, eggs, uh, in the windowsill. We're on uh, kind of the second floor in the with the uh, containment cell there, right off the deck. And I've been feeding them, and of course uh, we hatched two uh, pigeons. We still don't know what chick pigeons are called, and um, so we named them oatmeal and granola. Because you know, for what I fed them every single day, and uh, I, so unfortunately, Mickey called me with the news. You know, we've been waiting for them to fly, and of course, they're on the ledge, two stories up. And I guess today was flight day, and uh, uh, Oatmeal didn't make it. She's down at the bottom, dead. Yeah, and Granola was what about down. The other one. Yeah, Granola, Granola's okay. Granola's okay. Granola flew down with uh, we think Ginger. It's kind of hard to tell them apart. And they were, you know, sitting around going. Oh, that was sad. So huh. I guess I guess that's why nature makes two of them. So, so, <laughs> I guess. Well, yeah, it sucks though. It was, you know, it like, well, at uh, least it wasn't eaten by a crow. No, no, no. Mickey uh, picked it up and uh, she she was like ready to call. Did the, she bury it? I I haven't asked what she did with yeah, it. Yeah, she probably picked it up and buried it. This is, this is just proves you two, the two of you are are kind of nutty. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not nutty. She no, actually she said, I, "I went down, I rushed she, down, she, and, and she, see if he was." <laughs> she would have eaten it. <laughs> exactly. No, that's that's mean, John. The no, bones are still soft when it's young. Yeah. <laughs> and she uh, and she said, "If it was breathing, she would have taken it to the animal hospital." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> they would have said, "What are you thinking? It's a pigeon." I know, but we love them. You know, it's yeah. like anyway. So we'll have to see how granola does. Uh, but I, oatmeal was also the smaller of the two, so I think it was just like fly day, and you know, it just wasn't ready or something like that. So yeah, it's a runt. Yeah. Well, I'm sure everybody listening in is fascinated by this story. Well, no, the people appreciate that. We've got uh, our our vegan in residence who always wants to hear about uh, about the pigeons, and he he he's, he'll be sad. Yeah, I guess vegans are sad at the drop of a hat. <laughs> this is true. All right, clip time. Uh, so I, I don't remember what the clips are. No. Oh, I got one about I got a, 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 a Christina clip. You gave us a story about Christina being harassed. My daughter, yes, uh, being being couple. harassed on the train. Yeah, well, here's a, here's a local version of the same story. Do we need to set it up with Christina's story? Or nah, just it's just a news story it? from the newspaper. You'll you'll know what it's about immediately. And a Muni Station agent could face battery charges following a fight with a couple of passengers. Happened this evening at the Embarcadero Station. The agent apparently asked a young woman for identification because she had bought a, a juvenile ticket. The woman said she was 17 but failed to produce any ID. The agent wouldn't let her and a friend board the train. Police say that's when the fight broke out. Investigators right now say it appears the agent was the aggressor. In that case, both the young woman and the agent were taken to the hospital with minor injuries. Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally. You put these days we're, we're so programmed, and this of course is all it's mass mind control. We're so programmed. The minute you get a uniform, then all of a sudden you got like some magical power, like you're wearing Nazis. Superman's cape. Yes, well, you, I am the boss. Yeah, absolutely. You will obey. It's my train, and you'll do what I tell you. Damn it. Yeah, it's out of control, and we were totally and, out of control. And we and worry about this person, political hope they correctness. Throw this book at this person. Yeah, she punched the other person out. No, you don't have any ID. I'm gonna kick your butt. Yeah, it's my train. No ID, no service. No ID. Get off my train. 
No, anybody that was re- even, I mean, somebody comes in with a youth fair and she's, unless she's an old woman who probably has a, a, another kind of fair they could do, there's no reason to be even questioning them. Just let them go on. What are they saving? A nickel? Yeah, and, 50 and, cents? And by Woo! the way, that train is so high class. It's so worth yeah, it. Right. It's so clean and so, so pristine and lovely. And what do they yeah, charge? It's all the rest of the Muni crap in San Francisco. By the way, ladies and gentlemen out there listening to this, if you happen to have the unfortunate uh, belief that San Francisco is some great tourist town, which it is if you like being hit up by bums every every couple blocks and, and the grime in the street and the fact that the parking is 25 cents for five minutes, literally, yeah. and, and that's a fact, uh, they have probably the worst public transportation system in the world. These things are dirty. People are getting beat up constantly. There's one, you know... Uh, salt after another uh do not take tr- public transportation if you come to san francisco ever and the cabbies by the way will rip you off and, rent a car <laughs> and on top of that they're building the world's biggest bus terminal on my doorstep yeah for what reason <sighs> it's an amazing construction i tell you that just an anyway, amazing so avoid san francisco hell yeah if you want to go to some, you know, Seattle's a pleasant place, or you know, <laughs> heck, with uh, it, go to go to Paris or, or Australia. <laughs> go to South America. There's all kinds of cool things to do down there. Yeah, you should really not be hanging out here. Why did I? Why did I even consider coming back? I I question. I don't know. It's a hey, mystery to me. John, uh, before you forget, we, my friend, you and I, this very program, and when we win, we will of course thank all of our producers by name. It'll be an entire show where we just, it'll just be the acceptance speech award. <laughs> uh, we've been nominated for two podcast awards. And, and I'm quite proud of this because um, I was nominated for the very first podcast awards, which I think was five, six, uh, five, six years ago. And I won Best Produced. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. yeah, this year, No Agenda is nominated for the... Uh, for the quote the general category, which I mean, can you imagine Academy Awards where it's like, and the Academy Award for the best general movie <laughs> goes to what the hell is that? How, how dumb! General. Best general, uh, but of course I'm proud of the People's Choice Award. We're nominated in that category. So. Yeah, well, either I think we should win both. Hell yeah. We didn't get anything for best produced with all these jingles and things we do? I, I mean, we definitely should be getting jobs, some of that. Jobs, jobs, and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. All bet, all bet, all bet. We need to get the ball cancer thing in there. I'm going to work on that one. <laughs> yeah, could you cut me? With the, with the could applause. Could you cut me? Could you, <laughs> could you cut the ball cut cancer ball cancer. Clip? Yay! <laughs> it's not funny, man. It's not funny. Well, <laughs> it's not funny, as a matter of fact. But before we, we get try to, to we, you know, we, 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 you, sometimes it's better to to make light. Just of make things. light of horrible. Yeah, you, know, you know, I am like that. Whenever someone's dying, I can't help but crack jokes. Whenever there's something really messed up, I, I go into it's. I know it's a way of dealing with emotion, but I, I'm the I'm the guy that goes into joke making mode. I just can't help myself, and sometimes it cheers people up. I I doubt it. No, it does. 
It does. Well, here comes Curry again with some more one-liners about you know <laughs> about my gallbladder. <laughs> so um, my my mom used to do that. I'd be like when she was dying of lung cancer. I'd say, "Hey, mom, how you doing?" She said, "Oh, I'm doing great, except for the fucking lung cancer that's killing me." <laughs> <laughs> like I loved her for that. That was funny. Yeah, Come on, it's funny. Old women can do that. So what other clips? She I wasn't there? old, dude. That was the problem. She wasn't oh. old. Wait, what are the clips you got? Uh, I see your uh, blackface seems interesting. Oh yeah, this is oh uh, uh yeah yeah this this one is interesting. This is a, sh- a story right there from your neck of the woods, Chicago. Chicago over, d- over WGN. Apparently, at Northwestern University, there was some sort of a Halloween thing, and some guys put on blackface, and it became a huge scandal in Chicago. But the, but the thing that's interesting is the commentary by the reporter I thought was fascinating. Okay, and this Play. is uh, from WGN? Yeah. WGN? Is this the loop? No, this is the world's greatest newspaper, WGN. <laughs> it's a newspaper? Oh. No, it was owned by the Chicago Tribune for years, and they, and they owned this, this TV station, and WGN stands for world's uh, greatest newspaper. You watch that? I have it. It comes on the Dish Network. Oh, and, you, dude, you know, we are so underpaid for the amount of work you do personally, John. This is a fact. Well, pictures of white students in blackface at a Halloween party sparking anger and debate among those in the Northwestern University community. WGN's Julie Unruh is live on the Evanston campus. I, I, I just got to stop. She, I love the way she pukes it. You know, yeah. I mean? she's like, yeah. Well, white students in blackface is uh, anger and controversy and lots of discussion over the university. Let's go to we've got it tonight as where hundreds gather to discuss it tonight. Hi. Oh, to discuss. Hi, Julie. Hi, you, Micah. There was a huge turnout here at hi Northwest. You? Hi, hi, you. No, I think her name is Hi, you, Micah. Hi, you, Micah. Said, I think she said hi, you. You know, some people say, hey, how you doing? Hi, hi, you. Really? Isn't her name you, Micah? I thought she said hi, you, Micah. Because, you know, all these news chicks, are they're like all Katie Chung's. Hi, you, Micah? Hi, you, Micah. Okay, well, anyway, hi, whatever. you, Micah. There was- <laughs> hi, you, Micah. Or maybe, yo, sister! Tonight. Hi, Julie. Hi to you, Micah. There was a huge turnout here at Northwestern to talk about exactly what happened on Halloween night. To be specific, it sounds like two students dressed as blackface, a racially insensitive character, really a throwback to the 1800s. Whoa. Whoa. Hold on a second. Let me get that sentence again. Oh, it gets better. So, dressed in blackface, really racially offensive, throwback to the 1800s. Wasn't it actually, wasn't this vaudeville still taking place yeah, in, yeah, like, Sammy that, Davis Jr.'s day in 1930s? Okay, I'm sorry. Students dressed as blackface, a racially insensitive character, really a throwback to the 1800s, when white slave owners would mock their slaves. Now, the day okay. after... <laughs> this is not true! This what? Is, this is bullshit! What are you talking this about, bullshit. you dumb woman reporter? <laughs> Julie, Julie, you ignorant slut. I mean, give me a break. It came out of the minstrel tradition is where it came from. That's what but, I mean. Just but let's just take like take the remote possibility that white <laughs> slave owners would go into blackface to mock the slaves. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Hey, let's go mock the slaves and maybe they'll kill us in our sleep. Here's some coal. I got an idea. <laughs> I have a thought. Let's mock them. This is, we have not humiliated, whipped them, or beaten them enough. We need to mock them. See, I, I was watching C-SPAN the other day. They had a documentary on Sammy Davis Jr., and you saw him in blackface. And and he was born in, like, you know, the, the late 30s, I think. 
Blackface only ended in the probably around 1960. Yeah, but it's a throwback to the 18. This is Queen Elizabeth was in blackface. (laughs) Do you? Can you? I mean, do these people just make it up as they go along on these news shows? And of course, there's no question. Nobody says anything. And the woman, I believe, the woman who's the anchor is actually black. No, she could have said something, but she doesn't care either. Her name is Wayumi. That's impossible. Oh, hi, oh, hi Wayumi. <laughs> hi, Wayumi. <laughs> hi, Wayumi. Hi, Yumi. How'd you get to Hi, Yumi? I don't know. Let, let's listen to that. That was a beautiful, a beautiful piece of prose. This is, and by the way, the same woman will report on actual news coming up. <laughs> Racially insensitive character, really throwback to the 1800s when white slave owners would mock their slaves. Now- Wait a minute. Let's look at Wikipedia. It, maybe that's in Wikipedia. Oh, it could be. Let's see. That's where they get most of the news yeah. uh, background stuff. <laughs> exactly. If anybody I'm- hasn't noticed, by the way, Wikipedia is the source from today's mainstream. Let's see. Oh, blackface is theatrical makeup used by white people to play black people. In the United States, where the practice became popular during the 19th century, so that's the 1800s, it became associated with certain archetypes of American racism, such as the happy-go-lucky darky on the plantation, uh, or the dandified coon. Here it is. Blackface was an important tradition in the American theater for roughly a hundred years, beginning around 1830. Yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was because they couldn't use blacks for the minstrel shows, even though there was actually one black troupe. I saw there was a special on PBS about the minstrels, and there was actually a black troupe that did go around, but for the most part it was white entertainers that... You know, stolen material. By the way, and the blacks always complain about this with good reason. You guys are stealing our material. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> what are you going to do about true. it? So anyway, it's but absolutely it's not to mock them. <sighs> it was white slave owners, and it wasn't. It wasn't theatrical folks. It was white, white slave, slave owners mocking them. I mean, uh, who comes up with this? Does she just dream this up out of the blue? Does it get better? Just, just, no, it's the end of it. No, but no, I'm there's just, more. Just, there seems to be 29 oh, seconds just a left. Bunch of crap. Shit. Oh, yeah, play the rest of it. It's not uh, the day after Halloween, back here in Evanston, images like the one we're about to show you. I'm amazed she didn't say Halloween, which of course is a pagan festival, which dates back to the 1700s when plantation owners used to mock pumpkins. Or news about it was spreading like wildfire across the campus. At least one of the two students is reportedly an athlete here at Northwestern. Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, which means he's a good guy. You shouldn't be doing that. He's reportedly an athlete. Can't you find out if he is one or not? (laughs) You're doing the story. He's reportedly an athlete with flu-like symptoms. Encouraging tonight's forum on the subject says the students using what was that there was a little, little piece left over from last night tonight's forum on the subject says the students using very poor judgment did not break any rules <clears throat> excuse me for now <laughs> sorry i'm losing my voice here for now it yeah, doesn't no, appear no, no, be no, honey you're losing your mind okay <laughs> you're not just losing your voice and you should be losing your job oh that's a good one john that's cool <laughs> That I is, just like that's was the a total women. eye roller. WGN st- st- stands for World's Greatest Newspaper. So how yeah. do they hire this bonehead? <laughs> I like to know where she got this impression. You know, I get the sense there's a lot of people out there that actually 
you know, they pick this stuff up in high school or some, you know, somebody said something, you know, you're in the, the liberal, not, not to complain about today's school or educational system that Obama's supposed to do something about, he's done nothing. But, you know, the, most of the schools are extremely liberal. I mean, my kids, I had to put them in private schools and homeschool. Because and it, was out, it was out of control, right? Yeah, because they'd come home and it would be, what are you talking about? <laughs> Which, all of them? or Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> it was like a, Columbus was a, only, only came here as a horrible person, a slave trader. Yeah, horrible I mean, man. A, you know, uh, Martin Luther King is the one who freed the slaves. I mean, the misinformation, crazy ideas. And, did, I mean, and by like any the, chance, the by any chance, were they taught the uh, Constitution in school, John? No. no. Why bother? It's just an old piece of the Constitution, which reportedly dates back to the 1600s, is known as a piece of paper with a bunch of signatures on it. So uh, used anyway, to mock the, the King of England. So I assume that this woman probably heard about this thing about blackface from some teacher who just threw it out there, and she remembered it because she obviously I don't think she just dreamed it up. She must have heard it, and and then so but she uses it as part of her reportage, which is like, what are you talking about? This is the, like the the thing we pointed out recently, where the woman went on and on about how uh, the Chinese and Mexicans built the railways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is why we call it a media assassination because the only way we know to wake our our fellow citizens of Gitmo Nation up is to to expose what is going on before you that you let seep into your brain every single evening for hours on end you let that shit take place you have to stop it you Stay must off the TV turn off your TV absolutely <laughs> So we're going to go with some media assassination. I got one here that's kind of interesting. It's actually, I think it's... You want to, uh, we got two more clips. You want to do some other stories before you blow through all the clips? Well, since we're on a media assassination thing, I think this is okay. this right. is going to take us to the to the shooting at at Fort okay, Hood. Good, this is good. my favorite uh, uh, Fox guy, Shepard Smith. <sighs> and by the way, I have to say this because I think this guy is an out and out douche. And <laughs> hey, that's a very hip word for you to use, John. And and I have to say though that I you know there's a lot of people that don't like me personally they they don't like my style of writing they don't like the way it's I just talk just because they don't know you and there's people that don't like you because well, I'm they, a douche some of them do know you by <laughs> I'm, the way I'm just a douche wait a minute wait a minute there are people who actually know me that you know who don't like me no not really everybody's in love with you no 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 come on tell me who is it I don't know well Leo. <laughs> Wait, he doesn't. How can you say he doesn't like me? You don't know that for a fact. I just think he doesn't like him. He's always saying nasty things behind your back. Oh, well, that does it. <laughs> anyway, it's beside the point. I shall the put point on some is, black face and mock him. The point is, is that there are people you just, gen, you know, people don't like me, people don't like you for whatever reason. There's just like some personality quirk or you just don't like the person. You don't have to like everybody in the world. And I don't no. care. I, in fact, I don't want everybody don't to like, like me. me. No, I don't want everybody to like me. Absolutely. No, and then maybe they, you know, some people aren't going to like you. I mean, some people don't like me and that's just the way it is. I don't like Shepard Smith. Hello, Kettle. This is the pot calling. I don't like Shepard Smith, and it could be just a, some sort of prejudice I have because he looks like a Southern Baptist preacher and talks like one, and he's full of crap. Right on. So I have a couple of clips. 
there's they're coming different order. I have them. I probably have them in reverse order, but it's about the the shooting. And there, you might as well play the one that says to play first, and we'll go over. This is a long clip that you're going to have to interrupt a lot. It's 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 Good. him getting uh, uh, a, a rundown. They they uh, of the uh, Shepard Smith. Shepard Smith is the Ryan Seacrest of Fox. That's essentially like what it is. Yeah, that's what he is. But I kind of like Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> I do. I do too, in a way, because you know. But Ryan, you know, it's like these kind of no talent guys. And Ryan Seacrest is very successful. You know, he's got a huge radio show in Los Angeles. He produces half the shows on E. I mean, yeah. and 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 the guy on the soup always takes the piss out of him, which I like, and he takes it, you know, because he's yeah. No, I think he's got a good personality. He's got a good sense of humor. He takes all that shit about his height, and and he's making dough, and he's doing. You know, oh, guy's loaded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Shepard Smith is kind of. I mean, I don't know exactly what he does, but he reminds me of Ryan Seacrest. So it is uh, the Ryan Seacrest of Fox. Uh, let's uh, hear what he has to say about the uh, Fort Hood shooting. And supervisors once met to discuss concerns about his behavior. A military source tells the Associated Press that doctors were worried about how Major Hassan was acting. In the so this, of course, is the meme that this is the meme that's being spread. And, I, and in a way, I like it. But of course, it's horrible and not true is that it was due to political correctness. Well, we didn't want to, you know, you know like seem like we were profiling yeah, the, the Muslim meme. guy. Ooh, the because, you know, well, we thought he was kind of weird, but, you know, we didn't want to, like, upset the Muslim community. Uh. Months before the attack at Fort Hood. Catherine Herridge with that part of the investigation live in Washington tonight. Catherine, what's that all about? Well, thanks, Jeff. The Associated Press is citing an unnamed military official who says that... Lovely. That's reporting right there. An unnamed, citing an unnamed military official. That, yeah. Could that be like the bullshit, PR guy for the bullshit, army? Bullshit. Hassan. Words matter, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to the words. Was belligerent, defensive, and argumentative when he discussed his Muslim faith with others. Claim first reported by NPR here in Washington also states. That, by the way, doesn't sound very Muslim at all. That's not how Muslims talk about their faith. True Muslims don't talk in a belligerent, irritated manner. They don't. It's all about love. The doctors overseeing his training at Walter Reed discuss their concerns about Hassan's behavior. NPR is also reporting further action was blocked, according to the doctors they interviewed, largely due to bureaucracy. According to the doctors they interviewed. Let's not tell you which ones either. It's apparently difficult and a lengthy process to expel doctors in the military shop. You know, there was a lot of talk today, <laughs> Catherine, about who was at fault here or there regarding any missed warning signs. Oh, uh, this is great. This is fantastic, John. So now we're going to get the warning sign so we can spy on our Muslim neighbors. Yep. And, yep. But not only that, but there's, the, the, there's a kicker in here that... The only blow reason me really away, right? This, there's one of these kickers that goes, oh, brother, this is a good one. Uh, okay. Listen to their lame excuse. Go on. Okay. Well, that's correct. Multiple investigators familiar with the FBI's review... Again, multiple investigators familiar. I mean, could you just tell me who? Give me some names. You of the Hassan emails sent to that radical imam say there was not enough in those messages to launch a full investigation. One government counterterrorism investigator tells me, had we launched another counterterrorist investigate? She knows a lot of people, John. I'd love to have her Rolodex. It's all Mr. Smith. A lot of S's. 
It's bullshit. Had we launched an investigation of Hassan, we'd have been crucified because the mail suggested he was looking for spiritual and religious guidance. We couldn't launch because of First Amendment privileges. Well, this- there it is. Oh, no, stop. There's no, there's no First Amendment privilege when it comes to that. Wait, let's, let's stop and analyze what she said. Let's listen to it again to make sure we get it right. Okay, back it up. Okay, here we Terrorism go. An investigator tells me, had we launched an investigation of Hassan, we'd have been crucified because the mail suggested he was looking for spiritual and religious guidance. We couldn't launch because of First Amendment privileges. But they're already reading the guy's email. Yeah. They're reading the guy's email. It doesn't, don't you have like some protection under the Constitution for that? Yeah, apparently not if you're in the Army. But it's beside the point. Let, just listen to the, the structure of this whole argument. First of all, they say, first of all, we have something called the Patriot Act. You can pretty much do anything you want, investigate it in, in an investigation, Thank or you. you can investigate you. anybody you want. No, so you can arrest anybody you want at any moment. For, just, you can do it, anything you want. Yes. So this is bull. This is just an out-and-out lie. See, I mean, I don't even know if she's making it up or not. And then they throw in this little needle about, we oh, yeah, the First Amendment, the First Amendment. And, of course, Shepard Smith says nothing about this. Like, don't you think we should be protecting the First Amendment? Well, apparently not, because if the First Amendment can go by the wayside, then we won't have these incidents anymore. Whose side are these people on? John C. Dvorak, pet peeve of the day. This source adds that Hassan's emails were vetted and shared, quote, within the appropriate chains, but they would not explain who at defense and at what level, Shep. And uh, Shep. 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 Hey, Shep. Oh, do you hear the sirens, John? They're coming to get me. <laughs> Good. Yeah, Shep. Yeah, Shep. Well, that's it, Shep. I have all these sources who I can't name. And uh, your your source told you more about the real your source. She doesn't have a source. She has a makeup woman, hair and makeup people. She doesn't have sources. Substance of these e- emails, right? Well, correct. The emails are characterized to me this way. He, Hassan, appeared to be at a moral impasse, facing a moral dilemma, who was reaching out for advice from that radical imam. This sounds like I'm listening to Law and Order. These are actors. They're reading a script. They're reading from the script. It's completely made up. There's just no sources. There's There's no information. No one read the emails to her. And apparently there's, there's no constitution. And this government counterterrorism investigator also suggests that Hassan may have had other suspicious contacts, telling me no <sighs> one missed anything or connections. Links to Al-Qaeda. To nefarious individuals and all. Nefarious. Well, then why they have an investigation? Well. All of this presumably will come out in the review both at the FBI yeah, uh, and within the military shop. There's a lot of presumably, allegedly unknown yeah, sources. This, this show stinks. <sighs> so, but it gets worse. You know what? I'm, I'm about ready to go take a flu shot. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Why hey, so would, they, I don't want to be so on the same the, earth with this woman. So all the... <laughs> So all the all the Wall Street bankers are getting flu shots. I think that's just desserts. Anyway, that's good. That's right. Okay, so now now it gets even funnier. <laughs> okay. So we go from this bogus report, which you know wants to get rid of the First Amendment because it seems to be the, what's in the way of yeah. everything. <laughs> this is no good. The First Amendment. First Amendment we could have stopped the senseless killing. 
<laughs> so yeah, and the way they did that subtle First Amendment thing, just that's really. I mean, I was just, I turned red when I heard that. I'm thinking this is Fox, the Democrats, you know, this phony baloney network. So, so I, let's love, go I love to, how I love your Freudian slip, Fox, the Democrats. Your Freudian slip is great. It wasn't Freudian. Uh-huh. So anyway, um, I buy into the the, the the theory. So let's go. Let's go to the next Shepard Smith clip. Now this one here, it, you have to actually watch it. It is hilarious. But but you're going to listen to the whole thing, and at the end, I'm, uh, so I'm the, not allowed the, to, not allowed to interrupt. No, you can interrupt, but okay. but I'll tell you when to, when to let it go to the end. And the reason I, at the end, what's interesting at the end is Shepard Smith is handed a softball to ask a question about a huge (laughs) an absolutely i never heard this on any other network that uh, it's just like here is something very interesting let's follow up on it what does he do he doesn't even notice it this is how bad it's like a nerf ball in slow motion is what you're saying it was like yeah exactly now now the the setup for this is they they apparently somehow got into uh, this guy's this shooter's uh, apartment uh, and they looked around and they saw all these things like a thumbtack and a and a chair. <laughs> oh no! A very, and, and they, sort by, by sources way, say a very this, suspicious chair with a thumbtack upside no, down. Play, play the clip. <laughs> In the living room, we saw a heavy-duty paper shredder. It was oh no. Clearly to destroy evidence. It was left open. Any trace of paper had already been removed. Next to the shredder, we saw prayer mats. On the kitchen table, oh, no. we saw foreign currency, coins from... <laughs> Were they in my apartment? It's, it's <laughs> no, not a prayer mat. It's a yoga mat, okay? It's There's not a prayer mat. something i got to mention is that these prayer mats are like two scarves. Yeah. I mean, a Muslim prayer mat is usually a pretty nice little rug. It's a beautiful rug, yeah. It's not, these were like, it looked like two two scarves. They've got prayer mats. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, this is my apartment. Foreign coins, paper shredder. It's, it's, I got yoga mats, and, you know, and so they look like prayer mats, I'm sure. It so, could be. I mean, you don't know what would, you really do. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, exactly. And I've got a sex swing. Kitchen table, we saw foreign currency, coins from Jordan and Israel, and a book entitled Dreams. I, I've got foreign currency from Zimbabwe. I am dangerous. What, what was... And interpretations. Also in the kitchen, a stack of papers that were turned upside down. Oh, no! Oh! Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no! It's a stack it's of papers down, turned paper upside stack. down. <laughs> What a report. I'm sure people are sitting there going like, shit, honey. Honey, he had had foreign coins and upside-down paper stack. Yeah, that must mean something. I'm sorry for it to be Southern when I do that, but that's just the stereotype. (laughs) I'm a slave owner mocking – I'm a Northerner (laughs) mocking the Southerners from the 1800s. I'm sorry. I apologize. And a green lockbox was left in the kitchen sink. In the bedroom, we saw a new DVD burner, but no signs of a computer to operate it. Uh, it's probably your son, John. This bogus DVD burner. In the utility room, we saw a shoebox full of vitamins and medication. Oh, my God. Including prescription drugs that <gasps> Hassan had prescribed for himself and filled at Walter Reed and another clinic at Lackland Air Force Base. What was it, Viagra? And on our way out, we noticed a closet that was taped shut with a note that read, Do not open. <laughs> <laughs> Until December 25th. <laughs> what is that? It's an idiotic report. <laughs> Okay, 
I'm going to let it run to the end now. Yeah, let it run to the end. And Shepard, the medicine inside that shoebox included cough suppressants, medicine to fight off bronchitis, and other medication to treat HIV, Shepard. His lawyer was speaking to the... <laughs> so that's the softball, obviously. He's not listening, John. He's he's reading they ahead. Have dry, the HIV. HIV drugs. No, Shepard Smith is is already reading the script for the next segment. He's already memorizing Play his that lines. Play a little bit at the end again because the way he sh- he shoves it off to another topic is just hilarious. It's amazing. Hitus and other medication to treat HIV, Shepard. Hmm. His lawyer was speaking today. What did he say? It's completely because he it, it this is a script. His lawyer is speaking today. What did he say? The guy has AIDS. Yeah. And this isn't brought up by anybody at Fox. This is kind of interesting. Don't you think it should be at least questioned or there should be some aspect of this? I mean, it just doesn't, you know, there's, I don't know if it means anything, but it sure is interesting. It's more interesting than the uh, the paper stack turned upside down. <laughs> no, I thought that was pretty good, man. That That's some real pr- production right there. Yeah, this this whole thing is. Uh, first of all, it is the distraction du jour. It is for not the right, but the right wingers. Yeah, but it's not just the distraction. It is the catalyst for the um, renewal of the Patriot Act, and I am convinced that this is exactly what's needed to bring in another forty eight thousand troops into Afghanistan, um, which I want to talk about later as well. Well, they got to uh, do some, but those poppies are going to be rotten here pretty soon. <laughs> so Seth, uh, who is a former soldier and Fort Hood resident and one of our uh, producers, uh, sent me a transcript of a snippet from the O'Reilly on Fox. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Ralph Peters, who is a Fox News strategic analyst, was on the show. And I'll just uh, quote, Bill, we just need to get a grip on this and put it in perspective. Very straightforward. What happened yesterday at Fort Hood was the worst terrorist attack on American soil since 9-11. It was committed by a Muslim fanatic who shouted, Allah is great, and gunned down 44 unarmed innocent soldiers and civilians. So I wish I had the clip, but I think I did a pretty good job. <laughs> this is probably as good as the clip. <laughs> so uh, that's that's basically the message. Uh, of course, we talked a lot about the weapon that was used, and uh, we've got to figure. You know, if if there is, um, we have noagendaforums.com, and what I really appreciate is instead of sending John and I email because it it becomes a real problem. There's so many people listening to the show. For instance, when we said, "Hey, can we get someone to do a lo-fi version of the show?" Well, you can get this show now in just about every bit rate, every encoding algorithm you you can imagine. Except there's no way for me to to gather all the information other than I will have one link in the show notes to a lo-fi, which was requested by one of our what Australian listeners, I think, who had some some guy dial-up. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but you know when when you, when you are a weapons expert, and I highly appreciate it, put it in noagendaforum.com. That's really where the information should yeah, go. Yeah, we can search it. The follow-up stuff. Yeah. So the weapon Hassan used, quote, used according to sources, was the FN five seven handgun, John. It's. I a, thought it was a, a AR fifteen. Well, I, I, the thing is, this is part part of the problem is the reports are so messed up. I mean, I read a, an M sixteen was used which is what we discussed on the last show. So now they've all decided it is a small handgun, the 5.7. It shoots 5.7 by 28-millimeter rounds. Uh, By the way, it's not a clip, John. It is a magazine. 
capacity. A handgun of, with a magazine. A handgun has a clip. Well, he look. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with our producers. Right. He says technically it is incorrect. Technically, it is a a gun es- expert would call it a magazine. All right, a capacity of twenty rounds, uh, and of course the media made a big stink some time ago about the five point seven by twenty eight millimeter being a round capable of piercing body armor. So none of that type of am- ammunition is for sale to civilians. Um, John also mentioned high-capacity magazine, well, he called them clips, were illegal for civilian purchase. That's no longer true since, oh, the expiration of the erroneously named assault weapon ban in 2004. Ah, interesting. So this could actually be spun to get the assault weapon ban back on track. Ah. That's a good one. That's, that's well, a good one. That's Absolutely. Why they, that's why they just threw in the uh, in the 5.7. Oh, they used this ammo. On a, but still, the amount of damage, I mean, uh, Wow. For a handgun. Have you ever shot a handgun? Have you ever, I mean, just like, of course you have. Hey, you know, that shit ain't easy to hit something. That's not true. <laughs> if, if, you got, if you're reloading and you're, and you're, you're if you got basically a gun, blowing down one of these guns, you can hit whatever. people easy. He reloaded three times. If they're well, tw- this is, if what I, see, this is the thing that I don't get. Yeah. If you go to the range and shoot a lot, you can you get pretty good at it. But the fact of the matter is they say that this guy didn't even like guns and he didn't shoot much. But meanwhile, he's slapping magazines in and out of this thing like a pro, like it's like somebody like on, on C, CSI, you know, in the by the way, why are CSI guys so good with guns? Aren't they just supposed to be crime scene investigators? But anyway, it's beside the point. Uh, it just they seems train. to me that you look like you're on, you know, you're some professional, the hitman shooting up the place. I, I don't know. This whole thing stinks. Nah, I mean, the, the, he's a patsy, and there were more people. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's horrible. Doesn't matter. That, it doesn't matter. The people happened, died. Happened, the people died. Happened. Happened. The Patriot it's, Act. We gun. Just ban all guns. Yeah. It's just why do they have to go? I mean, why don't they just? Well, they have to go killing people. They got to go killing people to get their way. That's that's the thug way to do it. That's the Chicago way. You know what? I'm not getting what I want here, bitch. Okay. Hey, you know, they had, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, if you remember, a couple, we did this on the show a few, about a month ago, they had this terrorist in Chicago that was going to blow something up, and then they had the phony baloney terrorist in Fort Worth yeah. that was suckered yeah. by the government agent to, to blow something up, and it didn't blow up, of course, because the guy was just obviously mentally retarded, and they managed to talk him into doing a bunch of stuff that that proves he would have blown up the building if he could, because he was a, a dummy. And so that got no traction. It was just like, oh, two terrorists, blah, 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 blah. Now let's talk about the two terrorists, the domestic terrorists, you know, the domestic yeah, domestic, bread or whatever yeah. the mean is. <laughs> they, they, you know, we're, they, they haven't labeled this guy yet as a domestic terrorist. That's, that's coming next probably. There's got to be some labeling going on yeah, with this guy, and there's going to be a few more things. I mean, the thing homegrown, most, homegrown terrorist. That's what homegrown it is. terrorist. Homegrown. Yeah, homegrown. Yeah. That's right. So the guy is uh, apparently awake. By the way, by the way, to use the word homegrown. Is also, you know, since homegrown also means people who grow their own weed. Mar- marijuana, yeah. Do you want to give it, make it, want to put as much bad spin on that term oh, yeah. that you can? Because if marijuana is ever legalized, homegrown is going to be bad marijuana. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, because it has to be the legal shit. Well, by the way, there's one the more government. thing about this guy. When they went through his house, they said he had coinage from Jordan and, and Israel. Israel. What is he doing in Israel? The Muslims don't go to Israel. They don't like Israel. Well, he was but that, obviously... Nobody's asking about that either, so what am I even bringing it up for? <laughs> uh, so apparently the guy's awake. 
<clears throat> he's off the off the breathing apparatus. Uh, yeah, they're gonna have to do away. They're gonna have to make him die or something. I've already played. I've already schedule. played the sound effect too many times. It's going to be. It's going to be. Unfortunately, they couldn't talk to him, and because he already succumbed to his injuries or some shit like that. Yeah. No, I can't imagine this guy getting loose. Joe Lieberman said Sunday he wants Congress to determine whether the shootings constitute a terrorist attack and whether warning signs that Hassan was embracing an increasingly extremist view of Islamic ideology were missed. There you go. <laughs> it's in Congress. Thanks, thanks, Lieb. Thanks, Liebe. Good job, dude. I mean, it totally sucks what happened, but what what's coming out of this is messed up. Yeah. Meanwhile, anyway, uh, yes. the whole thing stinks. Something and really I don't good like happened. There, there, a bunch of people were killed in this action, and the whole—I just find the whole thing di- distressing. There was some really good television that I uh, unfortunately missed um, because I'm a big fan of this idea, uh, and unfortunately, we don't really do it right or do it enough. Um, you remember John Allen Muhammad? He was the uh, the trunk sharpshooter. Oh yeah, right. The guy that was in the trunk in uh, Washington D.C. shooting, uh, shooting through yeah, a hole killing in the people, back. killing people, right? Yeah, killing and, people. And of course, you know, we weren't doing the show back then. Otherwise, I'm sure we would have come up with some conspiracy <laughs> that it wasn't this guy or whatever. However, uh, he was convicted and he was sentenced to death by uh, lethal injection. And Larry King live carried it live. They uh, they had the camera live on the scene and everything, and they waited for the guy to come out and say that he had uh, died. And, and I keep waiting. Why don't they just put the camera in the execution room? Oh, we're we're, we're one step away. Yeah, well, it would. Be, I'm telling you, it's huge for the ratings. Oh, I knew. I predicted this 20 years. ago. I mean, you and I probably both have agreed on. We've this talked about this. Know. Yeah, we, we've talked this about. This is it. huge. Yeah. This, why don't you just get it over with, TV put, people? Yeah. Realize that you're a bunch of slime balls anyway, and do this. Do it. Get it over with. But the public will love it. And yeah. besides that, it might actually be a deterrent to crime. <laughs> yeah. When you I see mean, someone here's flopping the deal. around, they have this big argument about you know, oh, it's a deterrent. The death penalty is a deterrent to crime. It's a deterrent to crime. Then show it's it not on a TV. If you don't see it, yeah, you got to see. You got to see that needle going in. You got to see the guy flopping, struggling, struggling for air. You know, and uh, and we should have a live studio audience, and we should have a little applause sign flashing. Maybe they can rate the death. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. No, 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 no. Oh, dude, even better. It's a reality show. It's death row, and you get voted off. And we get we get voted off. One guy's life is saved. <laughs> That's right. Death row. You're saved. And yo, we can have Ryan Seacrest. Mark Burnett. <laughs> we can have Ryan Seacrest host it. He'd be like, I'm sorry, Muhammad. You've been voted off this week. Uh, well, time to strap him in, everybody. Strap him in. Strap him in. It'd be perfect. I think it'd be better with the electric chair, though. That's supposed to be really gruesome to watch. Yeah, because your eyeballs pop out and shit. And, 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 and brown goo comes out of your mouth and you shake a lot. So um, if you're thinking to yourself, wow, these guys are on to something, and you'd like to hear more of these fabulous ideas, uh, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps three times a week, hey, John, tell them how they can get it. Well, you can do it by donating to the No Agenda cause. And by the way, we appreciate everybody who gave us money since Sunday. And we actually got a pretty good response this good. week. Uh, so we must have done something right. I think thanking people for, you know, we get a lot of people still that send us small amounts. And a lot of people that, that have coughed up, the two two people have coughed up what was left, even though it's like $3, but it still helps. What was left of their PayPal account, oh, cool. they just they- emptied it because the guy says, hey, 
I realized I had some money left in this stupid thing. I'd never use it for anything. Here, take it. Boom. Boom. Got Done. It. Love it. Thank you. Highly appreciated. So let's go over some people that gave us, uh, that contributed some of our new producers and some of the old ones. Tanya Weeman, W-E-I-M-A-N from New York City, who I kept pronouncing Wyman, decided to donate another 50 bucks so she could tell me off because I was mispronouncing her name constantly. And she's on her, and she has claimed it, so I think you should start marking it down. She has claimed that she is on her own personal night layaway program. Yes, and she if, is. So there's a, a couple of people. But she can't that, but be anyway. a knight. Doesn't she have to be like a lady? A nightis. I don't know. We're going to have to do some research before she gets to the to the thousand dollar mark because I don't want to embarrass us ourselves okay. or her. But anyway, Tanya Weeman and I. I'm sorry I mispronounced her name, but I keep looking at it and I just don't get the Weeman part. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, New York City. Uh, let's see. William Arcand. We mentioned he gave us. He's on his own night program too, and he gave us one hundred thirty seven dollars and thirty seven cents, which. And then he followed it up with $173.73, and so he has some sort of uh, palindrome thing going about on. How to, you know, how to do things. Yeah, maybe That's next right. will be whatever. Uh, Millions. Uh, then we have a, a from a kind of an anonymous donor in Phoenix. He just wants us to pay for fifty dollars. He wants us. He says anybody going to Arizona in the next week, check out podcampaz.org. He's, he has apparently does a. Teaches people to do podcasting, and it's Podcamp AZ. So it's PodcampAZ.org. Uh, you might learn something. Uh, hopefully, they, he, he, he's familiar with good quality microphones. Yes. By the and, way, uh, I am, Nelson, I'm, I'm, I'm this week uh, in my hotel room. I am using the empty Voss water bottle as my microphone stand. <laughs> and, and what is you, the brand of that lavalier you use? Uh, I shall. Uh, it is the Lectro. The, so that's Lima Echo Charlie Tango Romeo Oscar. The Lectro, Electro voice? No, Lectro. Lectro. UM110. I never even heard of that, Mike. Yeah, well, it kicks ass. Well, for your voice, maybe. Nelson Kunkel, Edwards, Colorado, $250. Right. One of, he's one of the executive, executive producers, producers for this for week's show, show along yeah. with uh, William R. Cand. Uh, then we have Werner Bogula. B-O-G-U-L-A, $50, and he's in Hamburg, Germany. Good job, Werner. Danke. Vielen Dank, my friend. Come here. Uh, and then we had uh, some woman who's anonymous that uh, said that she's get don- she keeps donating, and she says that she's doing it uh, for Doug Adams, the late uh, author, who actually I knew. And, Would he have uh, liked this show, do you think? He'd love the show, although he's a he'd, – yeah, I think he would because it's it's enough of – it's not, it's anarchic anarchistic enough for for his for he has his a, taste. He has, hey there's he an amazing the, sense of humor there's the uh, there's the 752 yeah 752 is going by to hauling people to sacramento right on uh, james mclemore nashua new hampshire 5225 a palindrome yes james real r-i-e-h-l i think it's pronounced real or in real? brooklyn oh real yeah. in brooklyn. brooklyn he's in brooklyn brooklyn Fifty dollars, and then man. we have uh, another uh, anonymous person who actually gave us one hundred fifty dollars that doesn't want to be mentioned at all, except for the once he wants us to fix the URLs in the RSS feed. Well, the problem, John, is twofold. There is a, actually the problem lies entirely with the Mevio uploader, and I'm not sure what the problem is. 
and I've asked Andrew Grummet to look at it. He's been incredibly busy with all this freaking ad network crap, and you know, it's like fill rates and whatever. So fill rates. Oh, oh, all right. I'm just uh, saying that's what he said. We we definitely because I guess the problem is that the noagendashow.com site is picking up the RSS feed, and the RSS feed somehow, for some reason, it adds a slash in front of every URL, so typically uh, a browser will view that as a base URL, and then it it's, 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 it's lame, okay? We're lame. Uh, we need to hire someone to, to fix that. Or Andrew St- Grummet could fix it. Well, if he had the time. Sterling Ellsworth, our old buddy in Santa Barbara. Sterling, $77.77. He's, He's going for the lucky numbers. He wants to hit seven, you know, 777 on the slot machine. And this is his eighth donation of that exact same. Uh, now, here we go. Vladimir Frunza, F-R-U-N-Z-A, $50. St. Petersburg, Russia. Awesome. Isn't that great? Yeah. I wonder if there's like an underground uh, network, a botnet distributing no agenda. Well, if they wanted, you know, I, th- I would like to have more Russian listeners because they can contribute all kinds of wacky ideas. Oh, yeah. Well, Alex, uh, who's in uh, Gitmo Nation East, is from Russia. He's, he's always got some good stuff. He sends stuff over from time to time. Christopher Lynn Hartson from Richland, Washington, gave us $84.61, which is a generous donation. And that's Obama's birthday. <laughs> so eight four six one, I guess. Okay. Uh, cool. Matthew Stroh, Holly Springs, North Carolina, gave us fifty four dollars and forty six cents, and he says that it has the number has something to do with Toots and the Maytals. What? It's what he said. Toots and the Maytals. Yeah, fifty four forty six. I think somebody else. I think somebody else did that once before. Anyway, finally, Marco Iacono. Uh, I'm sure it's pronounced Iacono. I hope. Another New Yorker. New York City. It's like two from New York City, $50. Well, because it's finally hitting it. in New York. In New York, the crunch is on. People are out of work. Condos are – electricity is – you're not going to hear this. You know, Shepard Smith is not going to bring you this news, but let me do it for you, okay? My sources have told me that condos in New York City, they're turning off electricity, water, and other essential utilities because the condo companies are broke and they and they and they they can't pay the bills. Commercial real estate is standing empty. Pretty soon we're going to have homeless people breaking into offices and living there. If you've never seen Escape from New York, go rent the DVD because that's what's <laughs> happening. It's coming. It's coming to to New York. You know, squatters. You know, that's what they do. Yeah, you go in, you find a building that's vacant, you just move in. Hell yeah. You know, you can get the gas light, the gas lamps, you know, the, the Latin lamp, the one that uses a, ah, a mantle. The lights are on. The lights are, most of these empty buildings, the lights are still on at night. If, no, not that's for good long. Enough, not you don't for need long. That. But, you know, yeah. if the light, even if they kill the lights, I mean, usually they're not going to cut the gas. Maybe they will. But you can bring in little stoves and stuff. You can get by. You can have other lamps. You can have battery powered stuff. You know, what you do is you take your laptop, you put it in the, in, the, in the abandoned building, and you use it until the battery dies. And you go down to the New York Public Library, charge it in the library while you're surfing reading, the web. while you're reading. While you're reading. And you, then you take it back, and you got, you know, enough juice. You can't be surfing Dvorak.org in the, in the library, though. I think you're banned. No, I don't know. You're banned I'd have to there. look and check. I'd like somebody to tell me if you can go to the New York Public Library and if my site is blocked. So I have to say my heart, my heart feels good, John. It feels like uh, we got a lot of donations this week. 
Yeah, we did. We got our, our, our amount, uh, our pretty much what we need to get. And I would uh, encourage other people to donate uh, in any way you want. I mean, you can give us what's left of your PayPal account, or you can subscribe to the $5 a month thing, or you can give us a, a, a big donation, uh, $50 or more you get mentioned, or you can give a 200 and get a, uh, you can get a, essentially something for your bio. Go to Dvorak.org slash NA or noagendashow.com and then click on one of the links to the PayPal account. And uh, we're going to, I'm going to set up a Google and some of the other money collection oh, accounts. Oh, Oh, stop can- threatening. Stop threatening, please. Uh, because people complain that they don't like PayPal. Yeah. I know. I'm a little slow on the draw. I, I'm not tr- have you Have you read you that know, white actually, paper I sent that, you? I, that, it, I, I, I can't. Uh, it's breaking up, Adam. Did you read the white paper I sent you about getting things done? No, you uh, didn't. I have it, but I didn't. <laughs> you forgot read. to get to it. Uh, so I've been God. using the system now for uh, three days. No, four days. I love it. You were it. using it four days the last time we talked about no, it. No, I was using it one, one day, and I'd you already remembered to days, get the milk. Okay, then it's a week. I've been using it for a week. I love it. It's absolutely working for me. I All love right, it. I'll start a program I on Monday. I love it. You could Actually, you can try... Um, uh, I think it's the site is called don'tforgetthemilk.com. <laughs> I use that. Yeah? Well, I use it on my I have don't forget the milk.com on my uh Google Calendar. Well, maybe right, but maybe if you read the just read the first pair the first the introduction to the white paper. That's all you need. You're a smart guy. You'll get it. You'll know how to you'll know how to apply the system, okay? All right, I'll it's do that worth it. right after the show's over. <laughs> yeah. Thou shalt not kill. I just want to mention to everybody that we really thank you for, especially the, yes. the lesser donations, the bigger donations, everything in between. But just go to noagendashow.com and uh, org slash NA and, and keep, this, uh, keep this going. And when we win our People's Choice Podcast Award, we will thank every single person who has donated to the show. That'll take up a couple of shows. No, we'll just do one whole show where that's all we do. Well, we could do that as an extra. We could do it as I put it on a CD. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know my name's in there somewhere. It's in the second hour. <laughs> uh, hey, there was something um, I was sent. Uh, I, I I don't know if you blogged this. I don't think so because I didn't see it anywhere. It was one of these esoteric CN, uh, CNBC shows, and uh, they had. Uh, are we? I'm sorry. Are we done with all the donations? Yeah, we're done with the donations. I want to thank everybody again. Yeah, no, and and I too thank uh, everybody. Awesome. Um, and on this show, let me just uh, open it up here, and I got to talk for a second while it downloads and crunches the Skype connection. We're back. With um, the uh, so it, this is this is probably one of the nighttime shows. Of course, no one watches CNBC at night, uh, or maybe very early in the morning, which also very very few people watch. And they had on the show a guy from Seattle, um, a, uh, uh, I guess a, a capital fund manager, Nine Points Capital Partners. Have you ever heard of them, John? Nope. Okay. Uh, just listen to – so, of course, gold has gone through the roof. We're now $1,100 plus, and we started talking about uh, gold when it was about $800 on this show uh, 18 years ago. 
And uh, he says, and, and this is on CNBC. I, have you seen this clip, John? Do you know what I'm about to play? No, I have no idea. And Vickers, okay. Chief Investment Officer, Nine Points Capital Partners, staying with us live out of uh, Seattle, uh, Washington. Uh, Dan, you guys are uh, a hedge fund, and what you guys basically do is uh, you try and catch breaks either to the up or downside. Uh, apparently with oil. So first of all, it's like, who do you think is watching? Morons? Please explain the hedge fund. You guys basically try to catch the upside or the downside. Uh, dude. Isn't that what yeah, it's CNBC? Like, yeah, thanks, dude. All right, yeah, thanks. Appreciate a stock means you have a share of ownership of a corporation. <laughs> thanks for the info, dude. Also with gold, you've uh, done the timing pretty right, God. And just as it started to uh, oil up past seventy-five, gold past a uh, thousand. Are you going to sit on those positions then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, there's this is this is you know this is I mean you can think a lot about it and you can you know just stay with it for a second because it gets really good. You know you know one day and and you know have all these vacillations psychologically, but you know this is the time to you know to play ping pong to you know uh, pick up uh, you know get involved in model making or or, uh, <laughs> or or do some for cock to show on the internet. <laughs> just do something. Whatever you do, don't invest. Or something ridiculous i mean it, it, this is the time where you make money where the trend develops and so there's really not a lot to do with it i mean oil looks higher gold looks higher currencies look weaker all for the reasons that we talked about before i mean you've got huge wage disparities i don't know how that here it comes inevitably resolves itself um, it may resolve itself in some type of a, of a global currency crisis. And then if the global currency crisis unfolds, then inevitably you get, uh, I guess, an alignment under a, a global world government, uh, a new global currency, um, and a new world order. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who is this maniac? I love this guy. He's my new hero. <laughs> God, this is nobody didn't see it. Nobody's listening. You're probably the only guy that actually heard him. This is why you donate to this show to hear these gems. This is beautiful, and they're showing yeah, the U.S. The dollar. Is, what is the other guy doing? Jerking off while he's listening to this? <laughs> yes. No, they're actually they've already gotten him off screen. They're showing the U.S. dollar index, which, as you can imagine, goes down. <laughs> Let's just listen to that again. That was that was beautiful. It was like all the things I've been telling you. He does it in one in like thirty seconds. Crisis unfolds, then inevitably you get, uh, I guess, an alignment under a, a global world government. Ding. Uh, a new wait, wait, global started currency. Over. I got my ding here. Okay, okay, okay. Ready? <laughs> well, the Skype connection might be kind of weird. Let's see if we can do it. See if we can time it. So start when, when the first thing he says the global currency crisis. You, I, I need a ding for that. Reasons that we okay. talked about before. I mean, you've got huge wage disparities. I don't know how that inevitably resolves itself. Um, it may resolve itself in some type of a of a global currency crisis. <laughs> and then, if the global currency crisis unfolds, then inevitably you get. Uh, I guess an alignment under a, a global world government, uh, a new global currency, um, and a new world order. Uh, so all the boxes are checked. We may be moving towards that. Mm. Talk to us a little bit more about this. Uh, currency. But listen to his response. Listen to his response. This is the best. Hmm. Hmm. You're right. He was jerking off. He's like, is this guy done yet? Listen to him. Um, and a new world order. Uh, so...
we may be moving towards that. Mm, talk to us a little bit more about this uh, currency crisis you see uh, erupting. <laughs> what? what does that about? He went to the Shepherd Schools, Shepherd Smith School of Broadcasting. <laughs> he doesn't say anything about this guy's cra- his crazy comments. <laughs> no, they're not crazy. The guy's like, yep. Yep, yep Yo, that's right. So that's I right. Say too funny thing. <laughs> I just put on my pud here. Yep, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Let's just do it. Just, currency crisis you see uh, erupting. What does that assume about what's going to happen to the dollar? So the world is coming to an end. We have a new world order, a global currency. Hey, how about that dollar? <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, we got the world coming in, new currency, world domination, new world order. Uh, but, but I got a follow-up question. Uh, yeah, it's on my I mean, paper here. So what about that dollar? Do real investors watch CNBC? Who is this intended for? No, real investors, real investors watch CNBC all day. Yeah, because they they want to be in the game. No, it's I a, mean they're all, it's basically in, in the offices of every. Oh yeah, it's, it's on. Yeah, but the sound. Yeah, is but, off. but 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 believe me, when the, when the market closes and they, they maybe they watch some more stuff while they're cleaning their office up, then they're home watching you know Law and Order and the rest of it. No, you know what? The, Nobody no, John, watches CNBC like you said after no, seven o'clock. This, but the sound is off, and all they're doing is like, oh, Aaron Burnett. Oh, Maria Bartiromo. That's what they're doing. When the door is closed and CNBC is on, they're pulling Nobody's their puds, the that. money honeys. That's what, that's what it's all about. The better girls well, are on it, Fox, it assumes that the dollar will utterly get destroyed and become virtually <laughs> worthless. You know, we have a, a combined... Well, I mean, here, here's what we know. We know that, the, that the, if, if you can produce something, that this, this, <laughs> this game that we have going on... Yeah, I, he's even saying it. It's a game. Yeah, it's a game, which means he doesn't know the the, res, the resolution of the game. He's just like making it up as he goes along. He thinks he knows. I love the guy. Well, I'm not going to play any more of it because now, yeah, now you're just going to harsh my mellow. Uh, and I was really feeling good about it. But it was pretty funny. And you're right. You're probably like you and actually the people that now – actually probably CNBC after you played that clip probably had more listeners now that listen to No Agenda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Than listen to the original. People There's like, a very hey, small audience. Hey, maybe I, maybe I should watch that CNBC from time to time. You know, um, Jared, Don't- one of our producers – Sent me a, a link, so this is nothing we can really discuss, but it's a link. You, you know JoelOnSoftware.com? I'm sure you've no. heard of that. Well, JoelOnSoftware.com is, is kind of a – there's forums, and it's a Joel on Software talks about programming techniques and stuff. And um, so one of our producers, Jared, was uh, surfing around the forums, and he found all these message threads from – these guys who apparently are programming, this is from 2008, who are programming the high speed or the high velocity trading programs for mm. you know, Goldman Sachs. And they're talking about, you know, how to use, um, uh, you know, certain type of, uh, of, uh, programming, uh, algorithms. Here, I'm quoting from this. So one guy is asking the question, this is an arbitrage system. Increased speed is directly correlated to increased profit. Uh, another guy in the discussion points out that it's for derivatives trading. Uh, at less is more. When I calculate a price of a CDO tranche, it gets expressed as contingent PV minus coupon times premium PV dash upfront. All these numbers are the order of about $40 million. I mean, it's amazing. They're not even hiding this shit. They're just in forums talking about it. And by the way, there's probably just really good programmers. There's really good guys, and, and I can't blame them. I know, I know one guy at least who does this stuff, and they're amazing. They're like mercenaries. 
So I'll put that link in the show notes at noagendashow.com. It'd be kind of fun, to, good. fun to read. And another link came from uh, CNN. It makes no sense to play the audio. It's a video from, um, I don't know if you've heard, another piece of really important news. Uh, New York subway, a woman fell onto the tracks and the train stops just oh, yeah. inches before running it over. Have you seen this video, John? We ran it. We ran it on the blog. But did you see, did you really see what was happening in the video? Yeah, well, I, when I was reading the comments, I, I, the people were pointing out that it seemed to be some sort of facial recognition. Yeah, there's all these continues. boxes that like continue to follow people. It's from the security. The footage is from the security cameras, right. and it looks like they've got body recognition, bi- biometrics, not just tracking faces. It's tracking individuals. It's pretty interesting. So, yeah, uh, I guess because you could probably put, like, if you had this thing in, through some computer and they had a box around somebody, you could probably put click on the box and then you could just follow them. And then I did my homework, John, and I'm happy that we got so much in donations this week, or at least a, a good start, because it's still not enough to quit the day job. Although I think we're getting closer. I mean, I, I'm willing to take a salary cut just to do this full time. <laughs> it would be a I, whopper. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. <laughs> still... I hope Mickey's not listening. <laughs> Honey, I have good news and bad news. Good news, I'm doing no agenda full time. Bad news. So I get to be home all day. <laughs> yeah, bad news, we're living in a box. <laughs> you might be living in a box anyway, the way things are going there. No shit. Uh, so I read the uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom Report from the GAO. I read through the whole thing, John. Oh, good. So I'm glad somebody did. Oh, my God, it's a mess. Oh, they have no idea. They have contractors there, and, and you know, you, I'll give you the link in the show notes. You can read through it yourself. Actually, I'll give you my highlighted version of the PDF. That'll be worth it. I highlighted uh, things I just thought were outrageous. Oh, that's a good idea. That would be that's a public service. Yeah, it is. That's uh, worth a donation. So the the observations at the end are so tame in compared to what's actually. Uh, in the report, so uh, I'll just give you the one paragraph from the concluding observations. As I've stated today, much has been done in Iraq and Kuwait to facilitate the drawdown effort. By the way, it's only 5,000 troops who have been drawn down so far. However, the effective execution of the drawdown may be compromised by several complex challenges, notably identification of contractor requirements needed for the drawdown. Dude, they have no idea if contractors there. They don't know what they're doing. They don't, they don't even know what the contractors are supposed to be doing. They have millions of dollars worth of tools that no one knows who's supposed to be using them. Yeah, it's I know all in this report. Bunch, in that it, report, there's a, a whole section about how do we get our crap back. And, and there's, this is my favorite. Let me see if I can... Uh, oh, they have containers. Containers, which, you know, containers are really important to move stuff around. Um, here it is. According to U.S. Army Central officials, the data system in place to track containers is inaccurate and incomplete because, among other factors, it must manually be updated every time a container arrives at or leaves a specific location. Reports based the data from this system indicate the system is at best 25% accurate. Wow. Of all containers. Furthermore, updates to the location and status of containers may not occur routinely because of personnel shortages. There's like 300,000 people there. For example, according to officials in charge of container management, 200 containers listed as located in Iraq were in fact in Afghanistan. Oops. (laughs) Oops. What? Yes. So... 
Subsequent report, uh, reports indicate that approximately 54,000 containers had been physically inventoried as of August 2009, which was almost 25,000 fewer than the number of containers in the system. <laughs> and they still don't know where they are. Of these containers entered in the data system location of over 7,000 could not be verified and the serviceability of 39% remained unknown. Shipping containers. You yeah, know, the, filled the, with stuff. Stuff. Like money, you know, drugs, all kinds of interesting stuff. And how did 200 containers wind up in Afghanistan? Oops. Please. It's a joke. It's a, it's a joke. joke. We need to just leave. I mean, well, they can't. This is about leaving. They're literally saying we need to bring in more contractors. There's already over 120,000 uh, you know, contractors. Bail. If we bail and just leave the junk there and leave the contractors there and stop paying them and just get the heck out, we'll save money. No, 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 because we have to retrograde. This is the word used throughout the entire report. We have to retrograde all the equipment. And retrograde, as I, cares? as I looked it up, means render useless. Why? What, what, what's the point? Just leave it there. Leave the people give them, basically it's a great gift for the Iraqis and the Afghanis. Afghanis, a bunch of trucks and jeeps and, and guns and cranes and God knows what's in these things. You know, money and whatever, everything in between, jugs, bottles, you know, who knows? Well, you'll, well, you'll like, you'll like this then. The complexity of issues surrounding transfer authorities has already presented obstacles. For example, in May 2009, MNCI, whatever the hell that is, undertook an initiative to turn over the IBN Sina Hospital located in the international zone to the government of Iraq as a fully equipped, fully operational hospital. Great idea, John. This is what you're calling for, right? However, 100 of the approximately 9,800 pieces of equipment in the hospital, such as intensive care unit beds, trauma centers, and patient vital signs monitoring equipment, were ineligible for transfer because, according to Army officials, the Army could not declare them as excess to the needs of the Army. As a result, officials had to seek alternate means to transfer or sell the remaining pieces of equipment necessary to outfit the hospital. Ultimately, the hospital was transferred to the government of Iraq on schedule. However, it was done without those 100 remaining pieces of important equipment. Because, of course, someone sold them off to Abdullah there on the side of the road. Probably. The whole thing is a clusterfuck. And if you weren't pissed off that we were there killing people in the first place, your money is being mismanaged like nobody's business. In fact, they act like it's nobody's business. It's just unconscionable what is well, happening. Well, this is there. the reason the economy's in the tank. Yeah, because there's billions of dollars being wasted, literally wasted, and they're just going to render everything useless. They don't give it to the Iraqis. They got to blow it up or or uh, re retro retrograde. Retrograde. They got to shoot. Yeah, well, you're right. They got to take a bullet to it. Look up the word retrograde. I know what it means. Yeah. What the, What is the definition of retrograde? It means to it means to 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 return to its original no, form in, no, in, no, wait, no, in no, terms no. of that's, junk. That's incorrect. That's incorrect. Retrograde. Hold on. Bitch. Aha. No, wait. No, I'm just trying to open up the dictionary. I know what a retro a ret oh, never mind. <coughs> Repro retrograde. Reverting to an earlier and inferior condition. Yeah, junk. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's what I said. Yeah, junk. You're right. So uh, on that note, I uh, I also, uh, 
I did some more. And by the way, I'm also out here sucking advertiser cock in Chicago, like with my day job. I also reviewed the Copenhagen Treaty Convention. Oh, brother. Oh, man. This okay. is going to be bad. We're going to have to talk about this on Sunday. Yeah. You know, you, and I that think you're woman right. that headed the whole thing, she is a where does she where did they get her? She's like a journalist. <laughs> yeah, that's her. That is actually her uh, her credentials, isn't it? Yeah, she's like a, a TV reporter. She's a she's a meat puppet. Increased she doesn't know anything about science, from what I can tell. Maybe she was a science meat puppet. So this it's is ridiculous. Vi- so this is very very difficult to read because it has all of these basically put in brackets multiple options of the language because they're still working on it it's a draft this is a fiasco oh it's it, i mean in my, my actually i think blood came out of my ear while i was on page 10 uh, as i'm trying to figure out what is actually in here but it's all filled with ipcc the, everything's based on the on it's the, all bull and the thing is that if you look at the people that are at the committees that are that are, that put this report or this thing together this idea this tree whatever they're supposed to call it it's all greenpeace people none of them with a scientific background greenpeace and there was some other organization that was just dominating the whole thing uh the concerned scientists which i guess there's some scientists in there but it's like the the union of concerned scientists and greenpeace guys and is most of the okay. and they have representatives let, 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 let me, let me just read some, let me just read a couple relevant pieces that I highlighted. Acknowledging the findings of the fourth assessment report of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, and more recent, scienti- more recent scientific information, uh, by the way, not linked or mentioned in this report, that delay in reducing emissions significantly constrains opportunities to achieve low stabilization levels and increases the probability of severe climate change impacts and the consequ- consequent need for and cost of adaptation of all of this crap. It doesn't actually say that. Um, and then here, as assessed by the IPCC in its fourth assessment report, warming of the climate system as a consequence of human activity is unequivocal. Global atmospheric concentrations of greenhouse gases have increased significantly because of human activities since 1750. Do you have blood? Well, at least they have a date for it. <laughs> Hey, what? In 1750, these two guys get together. Hey, what are you doing over there? Uh, I'm making some global I'm warming. A piece of coal, and I'm just going <laughs> to let it burn. If you're, uh, if you live in low-lying countries, uh, this is this is really cool. There's either one or two things are going to happen. Here it is. Recognizing uh, all developing countries, in particular low-lying and other small island countries, countries with low-lying coastal arid and semi-arid areas or areas liable to floods, drought, and desert- desertification, and developing countries with fragile mountainous ecosystems are particularly vulnerable to the adverse effects of climate change. Hey, Holland, you're fucked! <laughs> Holland's already underwater. What difference does it make? What yeah. is it, it going to do? Well, what they're doing here is they're basically ramping up for the whole scare of tidal waves. They're, they're, they're ramping up to, to take our money. Yeah, that's you know, the it. thing that didn't work out with the timing on all this, you know, they started working on this. I mean, Gore started on this 
project years and years earlier is they didn't expect the world economy to have collapsed yeah and now it's because it's all coming to fruition right about now i mean the timing was that now is the time we're going to just steal the money from the united states and pass it off and drink and let's all have a party <laughs> but we got no money left we got ourselves involved in a bunch of dumb wars that are bull and they're just a complete waste and then the economy collapsed and, and we don't have any money to give these third world we're broke just take a look at the CIA uh, fact book and take a look at how much we're like seven hundred trillion dollars in the hole. We haven't got any money, folks. They should put get you it on from somebody else. Get it from France. They should... Take it out of the EU. No, hey, EU, they're all. Hey, you know what? That, you make a good point. Has anyone from France ever donated to our show? Yeah. I may have to look in the database, but I don't recall anyone from France ever donating okay. to the show. If if no one from France has donated. Then we're blaming them for everything on this show. I'll I'll look it up. I know we got a lot of Germans. We now have a Russian. We got a lot of Brits, obviously, and a lot of Australians. In fact, Australians. And a lot of Dutch. A lot of Dutch. A lot of Dutch. Well, that's because of you. No, but they're switching on, thank God. And uh, a lot of Dutch, and uh, we had Belgium, we have Swiss, we have a lot of, we are in Italy, but the French, I don't remember hearing a French thing, and I'm like a Francophile, so you I got, would have you noticed. you got to look out for those Frenchies, man. You got to yeah, be careful. Well, they Before you know, they, they should sneak be paying for this global thing. <laughs> At the same time, increased financial support and technology transfer to developing countries will help these countries in their implementation of uh, the NAMAs, which is like the national whatever thingy, reducing oh, yeah, the let's risk. Just give them all our inventions to right. while we're at. Redu- <laughs> reducing the risk. Yeah, I love this of triggering or crossing tipping points that could result in abrupt climate change. Oh, just like the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like the movie, baby. Ah, oh, shit, John. We there's so much we didn't do. We did. We didn't do any swine flu again. That's okay. The swine flu thing is that we're getting more good information, so we can do swine flu on Sunday. You know, I think, you know, luckily we didn't do swine flu for the last couple of weeks. That may be the reason we got so much money. Well, that's a good point. People saying, you know, those guys, they finally got off that swine flu thing with that jingle. <laughs> Let's just play the jingle just so we can feel good, okay? It'll make us feel good. It's the no agenda swine flu. Because here's the problem. I know that people are actually taking showers in the morning and they're going, na 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 And they're like, holy crap, I'm singing their damn jingle. No agenda, you have now been programmed. You will never be able to forget. It's a good jingle. I deprogrammed them at the same time. Did you hear me do that? Yeah. Okay. So I, do, I don't actually want to mess with people. That's the we have Jeff to Smith. Talk, we, well, we have to discuss that. Uh, but somebody mentioned to us because we had that crazy thing where they have the two people saying, you know, or oh, guys saying two right. things at the same time. Yeah, we have to explain that a little in some detail. Somebody said, you know, why don't you explain how that works? What's the deal? Yeah, people want to know how NLP works, which is neuro linguistic programming. You have to what what the only and we maybe we should leave it here. Words, first of all, are very very important. You hear John and I listening very closely to what people are saying, and the beauty of this being an audio program only or as mickey calls it our little radio show um is because you're not <laughs> she does a little radio show you do no radio show <laughs> little radio show now she's a big fan uh in fact well never mind um is because you're not distracted 
by the visuals and hand motions, what people do, uh, eyebrows. Eyebrows are not just there to catch sweat off your brow. They're there to express the way eyebrows move up and down. All this is very important. These are ancient signals since man developed, you know, and we've just become these morons and we just sit there and soak up all this crap where our brains are completely open in front of the television with with a flicker rate, uh, which is, by the way, I, th- I think that's why they're going to ban flat screen TVs is because, you know, we're not getting hypnotized enough. The flicker yeah, rate is no longer no there. Flickering. No flicker. So we got to go now, back to tubes. I, I want to mention something now that you brought this whole thing up. One of the things, in fact, I didn't even think about it until you started bringing it up, which is the fact that when we do those clips, when we start to deconstruct uh, TV shows like uh, Law & Order, it, you point out that the acting is so terrible mm-hmm. that you don't notice it when you're watching the show because of all these other cues you're getting and you're actually convinced that they're actually doing so. It's, it's not so so horribly blocky. Yeah. yeah it, and, and you can and hear how, how bad the, it is. And that's the advantage of doing the show this way as opposed to doing it on video. People say, why don't you do a video version? Because you would be distracted from what we're trying to make you concentrate on, which is the words and, you know, you want you to think a little deeper. Radio has a different effect on you than TV does. And McLuhan would talk about this, you know, one's a hot medium, one's a cool medium. So 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 let's pick up on this. Let's let's make sure that on the next show we talk a little. Well, we should always be telling you how the programming works because your brain is being programmed. And you're right, John. There's some really bad acting. You want to hear some really bad acting? Some yeah. really bad acting? Yeah, that's hey, all I ever that's want. what I'm talking about. Are you even paying attention? <laughs> you need to focus. Your work is lackluster. I want you to get your spark back. Get your- <laughs> well, I'm not. That's a- <laughs> Hey, you're awesome! By the way, you are awesome. <laughs> it, it an, li, that's a little, a little, uh, little thing. Between More the two bad. Of us. Act, well, I have to take part in the bad acting scene once in a while. It's highly appreciated. We didn't pay you for that, did we? No, I didn't even get scale. But I'm telling you, the tech crouch is going to have something to say about that. But but Nick did buy you beer and hookers. At least he, he got my credit card. He took now. the hookers, apparently. I don't remember this. <laughs> All right. And we'll also talk about V on the next episode because I did watch. And uh, I guess the only thing I can say is, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have to talk about V. We All totally right. got to talk about it. And Mickey actually came up with a, with an amazing theory, which... She kept me up at night with her theory about it. So, Well, we saw the second episode yesterday. Well, don't tell me because I've got it uh, DVR'd. Okay. So I, I, when I get, I'm not so, going to watch it anymore, by the way. I'm sick of it. Oh, no. I'm hooked. Oh. <laughs> well, oh okay. I could be watching Shepard Smith. You're right. But I think I'll opt out one day a Hannity. week. Handy. Must watch Hannity. All right. Thanks to our executive producers. Thanks to everyone who donated. Thanks to everyone who listened. Noagendaforums.com, noagendachat.com, noagendastream.com, noagendashow.com. And uh, please uh, help us out. Coming to you from the heartland of Gitmo Nation, it's where it all takes place, where it was all dreamt up in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it's now getting even darker. Weird. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again uh, right here on No Agenda. That will be this Sunday. Come to church, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>